0: Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessler Wrestling.com, I'm joined by Robert D. Felice to talk about Friday night's Smackdown on Saturday morning. Robert, how are you doing?
1: Doing great, Colin. Doing fantastic. It is September 18th. We know a little bit more about Extreme Rules. Nothing about this pay-per-view is extreme yet. How do you feel about that?
0: I mean... Okay, I guess let's just say on paper, if you're going to have extreme rules, it should be extreme. So for that reason, I guess they should have already announced some of these things, because I think one of the problems with extreme rules anyway is that you always like get these matches that have stipulations that don't mean anything, but I feel like next week they're just going to slap on a couple of stipulations, which makes that problem even more apparent, whereas you know, when they announced Shayna versus Damien Priest, especially matches we've already seen before... It's, all, it's a lot easier just to be like, oh, well, we're going to have a, a street fight or or a table match, whatever whatever it might be. Um, granted, not every match necessarily needs one. Like It'd be weird to me to see Reigns versus the Demon and something like that, but especially some of these other ones, I still think uh, Charlotte Flair and Alex Bliss could be a fun, like, stream rules match kind of thing. Beck Boyer and Becky Lynch, maybe, unless they kind of want to, dub it up here in wondering the same thing why no extreme roles matches i mean until last night i i forgot the pay-per-view was next sunday i, I just snuck up on us like that um it's so yeah
1: they, they had like six weeks yeah to build to the show i don't, and it's I don't just, know it's just how
0: they do that it should be a weird one i mean obviously over on the raw side of things you've got Big E winning the title so that kind of
1: uh yeah we're losing yeah. him
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you know, well, the draft is is almost upon us. So, uh, actually, wow, that's going to be next – no, two fighters from now. So, you know, who knows? Uh, they you
1: kind know, of commercially yesterday saying next Friday and then October 4th, and I knew it was a mistake, but yeah, still, uh, that was a commercial. That they had.
0: Um, so, yeah, th- Nesker is putting out 13 days to the draft. <laughs> Cannot wait. You know, it's going to be a much welcome uh, – change all, all around hopefully you know try not to get my hopes up too much but you know even if it's a band-aid fix it'll be fun so before we talk about the show itself here just want to remind you all this, this show like everything we do here at best is available on any number of streaming platforms whether it's on cloud spotify youtube or podcast or maybe we've got you covered so robert we're coming off last week we had the master square garden show so much fun a pay per view quality match brock lesnar returning lots of fun stuff uh and and last night Definitely in my mind did not sustain that momentum. They announced uh, pretty much the bulk of the card. I feel like it was maybe noon, one o'clock or so. They announced
1: um, at like yeah, it was about noon-ish.
0: Which is good that, for them. Usually it's like 6 p.m. sometimes, but you know, at least that there was a the only match
1: that they were announcing would be Rick Boogs and uh Bobby Reard. And I'm like, this man fought sting. On pay per view, and that was a decade ago. This man for Kurt Angle at Bound for Glory. That was a decade ago. How is he not a world champion?
0: Even it's sometimes
1: even more than Ziggler.
0: Yeah, No, he deserves so much better. And we'll talk about his his short match as it was here. But no, seeing that you, you they announced Boogs versus uh, Robert Rude. They announced uh, Bianca come homecoming celebration. Um. And they've been vaguely teasing, you know, Roman Reigns dealing with the simultaneous threats of uh, Brock Lesnar and Finn Balor, which the, the last one, that's pretty cool. But otherwise, definitely seems like we we're in for a a fairly slow show. And there, there wound up being some things. But, you know, when, as you said, Robert, when you have that match as the one that gets announced, you kind of get a you, you, you get a hunch that it may not be uh a strong follow up to to the Super Smackdown from last week. And I think that one being the case. So there were some highlights we'll talk about it here. Uh, N- Neshkar is saying that Finn, Finn Balor's promo was great. So why not start there? And, and then we can segue into the world title picture here. So we got this promo from Finn Balor. And I liked it a lot until the end because he was talking about the, the motives and the origins of the demon character. And for me, uh, the demon character really came into. You know, came into being during the time that I wasn't watching wrestling, so it's something that I, I think I've only seen live really? once. Yeah, I, I I walked away from like, call it 2016 to the very end of 2018, roughly. So I just that's something. I, and I even back then I wasn't watching NXT as much, so I just, I didn't know Finn Dollar as much on the NXT side of things. So uh, you know, hearing so much about the demon, I saw him in 2019, but that wasn't the you know the demon. Everybody necessarily knew a and lot, and I think he uh, wrestled at WrestleMania as well, or something like that. Face he Bobby wrestled Rashid. Bobby Westley Yeah, but I, I had still, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen him that much. I hadn't understood him that much. So on paper, they, they, uh, it was right before a commercial. I think Michael Cole had said, uh, "Oh, you know, we're going to hear from Finn Balor about you know the the." Per, the purpose of the demon or, or something like that uh like the the, the origins of his darker half and i was like cool because on paper like i love the idea of the demon character i think it's a fun way uh, in this in this case especially you're not just getting a rematch between brains and battle you're getting brains versus the demon which is a different thing so we get this promo and Balor is someone that I haven't always thought of as a promo guy, but I thought this was pretty good. He was saying that the, the demon is this this representation of all the people that doubted him and that they fuel him. And, and he's talking about this fire within him and the, also the fires around him. You know, he has a couple weird lines like that. But overall, I thought it was a cool message about how, you know, Reigns. And then they had a very cool closing line where, uh, like, right now Reigns might look at him and see the face of Finn Balor, uh, the challenger, but Extreme Rules will see the face of the demon, the universal champion. So I thought it was pretty darn cool. But then things kind of went off the rails because they it turned into this really weird like Alexa Bliss like video with like with effects and he literally morphed into the demon and I think there were ways they could have done that that would have looked better but the way this came across it seemed a little corny to me I, even as I love the, the the demon character I think they're they I I can see what they're going for but one of the things where the, the idea may not have uh, lived up to the execution what do you think about this promo and, and the, uh, the effects here Robert.
1: I think they would have been far better off if they would have just let Finn Balor paint his body like superheroes for every WrestleMania, like, you know, Bruno Mysterio was doing with the masks and the gear and the getup. Uh, That being said, the demon character is supposed to be a special deal. It's not in this case, because he's going up against an unstoppable freak of nature known as Roman Reigns. And by the way, they have already leapfrogged this because screw you, Finn Balor, <laughs> and announced Roman Reigns' Brock Lesnar mm. for Crown Jewel. And they've already kind of leapfrogged that and had Big E go, I'm fighting you at Survivor Series. Yeah. So it's very hard to go, oh, yeah, I'm into this. I'm into Finn Balor. He's going to have some fun here. But, Yeah.
0: He's definitely Absolutely. the lame duck here where it's like, even though it'll be cool to see the the demon in, back there on pay-per-view challenging the title, it's pretty darn clear he's not going to be winning. And because the, they announced the, the Crown Jewel match, I believe that was Thursday. So just about a month out from that pay-per-view, whereas you've got Extreme Rules literally next Sunday. So that's a little weird to me, especially knowing that, and now now we can say in hindsight, Leslie wasn't on show last night, wouldn't exactly expect him to be there next week. So like, Probably would have been, I don't know, I, I never mean a Saturday morning quarterback, but so why announce the match? You're not going to do anything with it. Because then, yeah, then then it takes a match that already feels like the, the outcome's inevitable. And then you're like, you know, yeah, they could do Brock versus Roman in a non-title match, but they're not, I don't think they're going to. They could, then,
1: they absolutely could, but what would be the point?
0: Yeah, exactly. And then you mentioned as well all the stuff of Biggie, and we'll talk about that as well because that was definitely one of the highlights of, uh, of SmackDown for me, where we saw uh, Biggie come out earlier in the show, literally to kick off the show, after Roman Reigns took about 10 minutes for his entrance. And, uh, you know, Biggie was dancing around, and he, and he you know, raised his title proudly, which was obviously on, on Raw. That was a very cool moment seeing him uh, win the title like that. So here he was returning home, for lack of a better word, on SmackDown, raising the title uh, at first, kind of uh, at least vaguely hinting at this champion versus champion match at Survivor Series, which is what they have been doing in recent years, all about that brand warfare. And then Big E wound up teaming with Finn Bauer to beat the Usos, the SmackDown Attacking Champions. Not a great look for them, but it's the WWE Champion, so he wasn't going to lose that match. Um, and then just a little later in the show, the Usos attacked Biggie backstage, telling him he's on the wrong show. And I thought that the production here was pretty cool because Roman walked up in the background like a real mob boss. And he pauses, and you you just kind like of see him slowly emerge. And he pauses, and then he like just observes the the end of his beatdown. And I think he like patted Jay or Jimmy on the back was like, good man. And he just walked away. I oh, thought that was pretty cool. I really uh, love everything this guy's doing. Uh, and then, as if that wasn't clear enough, Monday night on Raw, we are getting the Bloodline Bro. versus the New Day in a six-man tag team match.
1: I mean... Tell me that you're desperate for ratings without saying that you're desperate for ratings. Hey, how, how the fuck are you hot this match? We got two months before Survivor Series. How are you hot this match? For God's I, sake, you, you got to get the belts on the New Day so we can go, hey, Survivor Series is going to be rad because it's the New Day versus the Bloodline. Uh um, you know, it's like, why would you do that? Yeah, I I don't know, but they also announced several other things for raw, but thankfully the, that, biggie, that
0: one takes the cake. That's that's the biggie. Thankfully We're this is the raw show. Match,
1: but Honestly, I have thoughts about Big E winning the title. That feels like the most rushed thing. I'm happy for Big E, but I don't want that to cloud the fact that he deserved a bigger moment. Oh, he did. he did. Like he just sort of, hey, I'm cashing in. Um, why would you do that without any kind of big buildup? Big E's been laughing at Paul Heyman, and it very much seemed like Big E was going to face Roman Reigns. Now, granted, they can parlay that into the right. build, and it's very and they here. and they
0: are. They they had a brief interaction last night where um, Big E still popped up behind Paul with the title. And Heyman had said, you know, hey, you know, congratulations. You, you made the, the smart decision of uh, of not cashing out Roman because, you know, you know, you couldn't beat him. So I'll, I'll give W credit for this. It is today, September 18th. Survivor Series is, call it two months from now. So like, yeah. for a company that really doesn't tend to do a lot of long-term booking, I appreciate that we're getting this. this I, I, should, I was going to say the, the seed's being planted, but then as, as you said, Robert, they're hot in this match on draw. I have to imagine it'll be pretty brief shenanigans. We're not going to get a clear winner. Like Southern's going to go down. Bobby Lashley might have, ta- who even knows at this point, but d- 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 I definitely think it's a case where yes, it's a ratings ploy, which is fine. It's a TV show. That's what they're going to do. Um, And then they're going to kind of bait and switch and do something where it's like, I actually need to get this match uh, in its entirety and at its peak on Raw. That's Chris Plant, probably an interference of some sort, whether it's Biggie or or even who even knows if they really want to get crazy. Maybe have been that Finn show up as well. Um, But yeah, I would agree. I wrote a whole feature for us on here trying to I'm wearing my my power positivity T-shirt trying to be positive about the Biggie cash in because I really like. It, it brought tears in my eyes. It was a beautiful moment. It made me happy. Did it? It was cool.
1: I, I was far too, I guess you're more positive than me at this moment. Because <laughs> um, I was like, I, I just felt it was too rushed. It was. And I, For me, the, the real kicker for me was that he wins the belt and New Day comes out and just before they're all about to start crying and having a moment, Shogo's up there. Yep. I was like, you should have just done it at Money in the Bank. Let's tell the truth here. You should have just done Big E saves Kofi, beats up Bobby Lashley,
0: uh, you know? Yeah. No, they it was rushed, uh, dare I say. I don't know if I'd go as far as say it as mishandled, but there was definitely a way, various ways they could have done it better. They announced, as you said, Robert, a minute ago, they announced or Biggie had tweeted after um, was, some reports had gotten out that he would be on Raw. So I said, well, I'm going to be cashing in on Raw. And then he they, that was the whole kind of hook of the show throughout the night. You know, He was saying he's going to cash in. And then everybody, myself included, was like, is he actually going to cash in? Or are they just going to fake us out? But no, he, he cashed in the show, kind of rushed it.
1: How, um, how disturbing is that, too, that people are like it's not real it can't be real like the the trust in this company is
0: dead oh yeah as as it should be i hate to say it but as it should be like the company has taken things like this things that we want to see happen things that should be slam dunks and either they get kind of missing they actually do get mishandled or they they get kind of misdirected entirely and they don't happen so if you have something like this where biggie literally says he biggie tweets himself He's gonna cash in. I think a couple hours later, WWE's Twitter handle gets on it and says, oh, Biggie said this. So like, at that point it was very clear, like, okay, something's gonna go down, at least of of some sort, uh, that it wasn't just Biggie like trying to troll or whatever. Um, And it is very sad that that, that, that's where we are here, where, and and again, I was watching the show and even the main event, even when Biggie cashed in, I was like, is this man about to lose this cash in match? You gotta be kidding me.
1: Yeah, they did that. They did that spear, and I said, "Oh man, if Biggie loses, you're gonna have problems." <laughs> like, yeah. it's but he didn't, and thank God for that.
0: So and I will say, at the very least, there's there are negatives here. There are positives. Uh, I will say that again. And now we're in this weird gray area where it's like they they were teasing Biggie casting out Roman, and that felt like the plan. But now Biggie in Bobby Lashley. But they're still teasing Biggie versus Roman, so like I'm I'm in this weird spot where I'm like, are they making the most out of the situation that they kind of you know push themselves into, or is this the plan all along? Like it is it is kind of an interesting dynamic like that, and I'm very curious to see how it goes. But I mean, uh, assuming they 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 play their cards right, I think Biggie versus Roman, champion versus champion, could be a, a very very fun match. That's five series, and they still have time to build it. Although as we talked about a minute ago, now you've got at least for the next week to worry about Finn Balor building that up. Then you've got crown jewel about a month after that. So I am a little, I am definitely curious to see how, how the cards all fall here. Um, That's fun. We, we talked about it last week as well. When, when, you know, the championship is in the the center of the picture where it's like the show is all about the title. Uh, and then, I mean, for me, I've, I fully accepted that the, 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 the brand dead, so seeing Biggie pop up was cool. Seeing the, the bloodline, bloodline go over to Raw was cool. we got the draft.
1: Nothing so, says, hey, let's get excited about the draft and the exclusivity of things and saying the brand put is dead. You know what they need to do? And I'm totally serious. They need to say Roman Reigns has walked through the forbidden door and come over. To like, they need to just, like, <laughs> make it sound amazing. like it's such a big deal. <laughs> like... He, well, he's walking through the forbidden door, he's not supposed to be here, he's the Raw, he's SmackDown guy. Now, what if they did this? What if they took the Usos and Roman and put them on Raw? And put the New Day on SmackDown because they think Raw needs Roman. I think Fox would kill them. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the reports and rumors saying that Fox is already unhappy. Uh, if the if WWE took SmackDown's, what are all like heart, heart, soul, uh, entire good part of the show? Um it was literally, the first, pretty much most weeks, and last last night was no exception. The first half. Hour itself was like purely roman and, and the tag team match and all that and then we got a little more of roman later i think at least two more segments the show is literally the roman range show i know Fo- i would imagine fox wouldn't be happy with that granted uh the usa network would probably be thrilled um but i have to imagine um we'll probably see some some big moves of some sort in the draft that bring others to raw and i don't know what that looks like because they, they they have randy orton they have AJ styles they have these stars that you would think would be enough, but obviously still going in that sense. So, uh, but as that's sure what's pointing out, and you were saying a minute ago, I mean, what is a sprint split when you've got the whole bloodline coming over like this uh, again in, in this hot shot situation where they haven't even built it up all that much? Um, I don't know. I uh, I mean, if I, if it's all about the, the context, if I'm, if I'm on the Raw podcast and be like, oh yeah, bring Roman Reigns over, that'll make this show much more fun. I'm on the SmackDown show, I'm like, hell no, leave Roman Reigns. Whoa. This is is the Island of of Relevancy, and we love having Reigns on SmackDown because I worry literally we see this stark contrast of the teams or the creative in Raw, the creative in SmackDown. Granted, you take their own Reign stuff out of it, SmackDown isn't always the best anyway, but there's something going on here where uh, the Reign stuff is on SmackDown. This is the peak of WWE Creative right now. Granted, Raw has some good stuff. They got RK-Bro going and other stuff, you know, that, that's, that's cool. But there's definitely like, that's a couple rungs below that. So um, I'd worry about that where it's like, if, if the day ever did come where Roman and let's say it's, let's, let's even look forward. Maybe it's next next draft. Maybe if they do it again next year, maybe then if he comes over to Raw, I'd worry about the same thing. Cause like, I don't trust Raw based on the creative way that we see there to, to do right buying. I think that's a fair, fair concern.
1: Yeah, I I don't think it's that Raw will right by him. I think it's just Raw drags everybody down, because let's tell the truth. It's a three-hour program that by the halfway point, you know, you're already feeling beaten up, and there's still an hour and a half to go. Yeah. I if, don't know.
0: If it Roman is. ever did go to Raw, I would be very surprised if he did not take up an hour of that show because then, then they'd just like, you know, take the gloves off and be like, all right, we got Roman. Uh, we're gonna do 10 minute entrance, five minute video package, 20 minute match, uh, another couple segments here and there. Speaking of which, we did see uh, some more good stuff here with the Reigns and Heyman, um, you know, where again, basically this is this teasing of Heyman knowing that, that Lesnar was gonna be at SummerSlam and then and at Master, Master Garden. And at one point Reigns had said, is he gonna be at Extreme Rules? And Heyman answered too quickly, and then he's like oh no he's not and then reigns was like how do you know so I, like this is such good stuff and and i'm really looking forward to it and again i wish they kind of maybe just you know stayed their hand a little bit because now i'm like let's get this finn dollar stuff over with and i hate saying that because i i want that i want better for finn dollar because i think this could have been a really cool master now having this feel like again a, a lame duck challenger it's like when you've already got Lesnar confirmed for uh, Crown Jewel, and then Biggie being very heavily teased, at least for the, the you know, Survivor Series, if not a title match. At least that's the next thing for Roman. No, um, so I think this is a lot of fun. I think you know, for me, uh, we we I joke about SmackDown is the Roman Reigns show, the the bloodline show, and it is. Is the, this this drama, Robert? You've called it a love triangle. It is, I bar none, the, the best thing on WWE TV right now, and I'm. I
1: think it's the best thing Paul Heyman's done in years. I think. I think this is even better than the stuff he did with Punk because that got a little too cheeky for me, and while well, this is cheeky, this is cheeky in all the right ways yeah. because Heyman is just trying to appease both of his masters, including Brock Lesnar, even though Brock Lesnar clearly tried to kill him last week. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: amazing. Yeah, I, I, I it's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I, I like it a lot. Um, and again, that's all, and to an to extent, the only downside is that Brock isn't always gonna, isn't always around. So it's like we can't we kind of got to sit sit on our hands and wait for the next big moment. Whereas you know, at the, at the, I will say, obviously, Reigns and Heyman and everyone else involved do a great job um, building it up, even when Brock's not there. Caleb Braxton MVP continues to torment Paul Heyman backstage like a very underrated part of the storyline and it really came to a head uh came to a head for me at least last night where uh, it was a backstage interview and she kind of like caught Paul by surprise and Paul's like one off on her and is like you have a luster a man of my intellect you can't be with with the wise man or something like that uh, and then she had uh oh uh, they tried to pa- they tried to pass it off like this like news reporter where she was like oh there are rumors that that Brock Lesnar is going to be drafted over to Raw I'm like Actually, could happen maybe, but you know. But then, knowing Crown Jewel is after the draft, I don't necessarily see that. Um, but again, we say it ever, ever ever since Brock officially came back. There, there is so much they could do here. Do here with the storyline. Neshker is pointing out, may um, or predicting Heyman will cross Roman and help Brock win. Um, could, could see that. You know, we've. But then, as Robert, you just said a minute ago, hey, Lesnar tried to literally f five Heyman out of his shoes last week. So you know, they they don't seem to be on the at least on paper to go be the best terms in, in the storyline there. So it's, it's, it's so fun, you know, I, and when it's, when it's this good, I, I have no complaints about taking up the majority of the show, because especially last night, there wasn't a whole lot to write about otherwise, where um, we saw, well, like we could talk about it, dog at a homecoming celebration. The, the, the show was in the university of Tennessee. It's where she went to school. It's where she kind of rose to uh, prominence, I guess, you know, she enjoyed a lot of success as an amateur athlete. That's, and that's what led to her to WWE. We got Mayor Kane coming out, the mayor of Knoxville, giving her, you know, some people, Robert, got the key to a city. But Lair got the key to the county. So, you know, obviously, you know, this very uh, nice hero's welcome. But of course, WWE cannot let the hometown hero stand tall. Becky Lynch looking absolutely ridiculous in these. She these looked great. Things. She looked. I don't like this, this you know, okay, Mrs. All right, She's doing this Seth Rollins
1: thing, whatever. She looked great. With the whole Austin Powers get-up. That was totally an Austin Powers get-up. She looks fantastic. I was a fan of it. Um, Alright. I know everybody's mad, but they're all the hometown hero. Uh, I'm past that. We're past this. <laughs> Mentally, whoa, that, that's done. I am mad that this woman just doesn't punch Becky in the face. Hit her in the goddamn face. She's knocking on your doorstep. You already know that she's going to mess with you. Punch her in the face. Use your hair. And do something. Like, okay, this time she tried to, you know, attack her, but it was like she still got the better of you. Hit her. Like, my God, you're supposed to be the strongest, the toughest, the fastest, the best. You're just the dumbest right now. Hit her in the face. That's all I want is hit her in the face. Like that bell better ring next Sunday, and it better be like, "Oh, she is wailing on Becky Lynch. Like hit her in the face.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah I also
1: Kane, just just sort of like, hi, I am Kane. <laughs> yeah, I am here to play the straight man in the women's closing segment of the show. By the way, I still have fire because I'm still a demon from hell. Remember that? Remember when I was a demon from hell? Like, what, what was that? Like, this, this was a miss for me in every direction. And when I realized it was closing the show, I got very sad.
0: I, I'm naive to a fault or, or maybe hopeful to a fault, even with WWE to this day. When, they, when it was clear it was closing the show, I thought, okay, uh, uh, maybe Sasha Banks is coming back. Maybe they've got something big. Maybe, maybe they'll lose something. To kind of warrant it being the main event. Because we saw on NXT, we had the wonderful Index Wedding main event of the show. And I had no problems with that because I love everything about that. But I was this. It's like, all right, if you're going to have a main event of the show, you got to do something. And then said, we got a little brawl, a little, little Mayor Kane cameo. And then Becky Lynch left the hometown hero lying. And for me, you know, now this is where you're reaching a point where like Becky just keeps uh Getting getting the one over on, on Bianca and, and as you said, Robert, beyond, uh, on top of that, with Bianca not really showing any steel, not like get, not getting mad, you gotta you gotta get mean and, and uh, you gotta uh,
1: just be angry. Like you yeah. look dumb. You know, all babyfaces in WWE look dumb because they don't they don't act like how a normal person would act. Watch AEW; these people get fired up. They get Fucking that. Like, if Brian Danielson wants Kenny Omega, he's going to get Kenny Omega. Like, did the baby faces in WWE look dumb?
0: They, like,
1: or cowards, because quite frankly, Biggie Langston looks like a coward because I'm going to jump Bobby Lashley. And yeah, I know he just fought Randy Orton. Like, they don't look like baby faces.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunately one thing. About the money the bank briefcase, where it's like anytime you have a, a good guy win it, you run that risk. Where it's like, I remember back in the day, um CM Punk won it. He cashed it on Jeff Hardy, and everyone's like, Oh, I can't believe it. And then that was the plan. But I'm saying, like, you know, you automatically run that risk. And no, that did not happen on Monday, at least in terms of perception. Nobody was like doing biggie, like all about the moment there. But in, but in general, yeah, it is not a good look for for this, you know, supposedly, you know, super babyface to, to do that. Like he should have, did he, 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 I thought he, uh, I always thought he was going to take the John senior out of, you know, I'm going to let you know exactly when I'm going to cash in. I'm going to like, it's going to be a match. Just it's not agree, going to be dude. this cash right. in BS, but um, yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, maybe with this, I, again, I, I am hopeful to a fall maybe next week. She'll be like, Hey, you crashed my homecoming party, and now I'm mad. And then maybe next week we'll finally get something where uh, she she does get angry. She does beat Becky up, and she, and I, and then we have the classic formula of of the the, the whoever's losing the pay per view looks strong on the go home show. So I, I think I, I, that's my my solid prediction for next week that in some capacity Doc will finally get the the upper hand somehow uh, next Friday and. Look, you know, a little strong going to the pay per view, but yeah, I we're way overdue. And then maybe beyond that, again, overly hopeful. Maybe once she loses at the pay per view, maybe then she'll get she'll get mad. And then maybe then she'll be like, you, "You took my title, you ruined my homecoming, you you beat me at pay- Maybe she'll she'll cheat or something. You cheated the pay per view. Now I'm mad. And then finally, we get this truly by then uh, very overdue um, development of Bianca going from super bubbly happy to be here to like, no, now I'm mad. And like, and I, you're, now you're and mad. like,
1: I got, I got, I'm a fan. I get it. I, I, like, I don't want people to think that I'm knocking Bianca. Cause I think Bianca's great, but I just think as somebody who has been cheated and robbed, you are far too happy about this man. Get mean, get angry, get intense.
0: Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and again, I could kind of see it. where last night, it's okay. You know, she's trying to be ha- trying to be ex- extra happy because it's a homecoming party. It's supposed to be a fun night, but having Becky Lynch doing that, it shouldn't make her mad. And I hope we do see that next week. So, uh, beyond that, someone with the comments tipping should, should it earlier. So, we actually did get a women's match this week, so that was good. And then um, I tweeted about like, oh, good, good thing they gave the women's match time because we got the match we were supposed to last week. It was Liv Morgan and uh, Tony Storm versus Carmella and Zelina Vega. And it was a very very brief match. Carmella uh, hit her, you know one face first into the turnbuckle, and she started screaming about that. So she walked away, and and they got counted out. And you know, then Liv Morgan uh, said, oh, "I don't feel bad about what happened to your face, but you know I, I'm yeah, I'm tired of you. We're going let's, let's sell this Extreme Rules challenge of two match Extreme Rules, a non-title, uh, you wow. know, women's yeah. pay per view." Now I, I just said I was being hopeful. Now I also have a, a cynical side of, like this will probably be on the kickoff if I if I do predict. Um, yeah, but, but
1: they're they're advertising it like it won't be.
0: Yeah. I mean who knows? Right? Maybe 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 they'll do something something weird here. Maybe they'll throw on a stipulation and make it uh for five card.
1: seconds. I thought like this is gonna be the first match of the card they got a stipulation because uh Liv Morgan goes, Yeah, I'm tired of you running. And I'm thinking, lumberjack, cage, maybe and she goes, I'm gonna make you as ugly on the Outside as you are on the inside, I'm like, all right, Cage. Like, <laughs> yeah, and n- nothing so far, but hey, yeah. we'll get there. This felt very divas to me.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Quite frankly, everything they're doing with the women feels very divas to me. And I know that era has its audience, right? But I'm not saying that. Oh, they took the good things about the divas and they're putting it. No, they're taking the bad stuff. Yeah, from the divas. They're yeah. taking the two minute matches, the Hey, everybody's got a random buddy storyline. why are why are Selena Vega and Carmela friends? Why why is Vega just like, oh, it's okay, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, you're just good. <laughs> like what? That why is are they that friends? is some
0: diva's diva era stuff right
1: there. Why why are they friends? Why is Tony Storm here? By the way, really, really quick. Tony Storm. Oh, she's a wild child.
0: The wild Uh, 80s child or something like that. She believes she's a
1: wild child from the 80s. Oh, my God. Her mom grew up in the 80s.
0: (laughs) Okay. And and
1: like, yeah, when we get off this podcast, I might go listen to some Hall and Oates, but that doesn't mean like, I believe I am from the 80s. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here?
0: Uh, It's not good. That's that's what we're doing here. It's not good. Uh, Joshua Bork uh, or, sorry, if I'm, not, if I'm not pronouncing that. Salem needed to Liv Morgan to be this new SmackDown Women's champion. I mean, they've got this potential for like a long-form story where you've got Liv kind of getting initially screwed out of the Money in the Bank match and she loses that. Then she gets left off TV for several more weeks. Now she Then she gets left off TV entirely when they're you know, supposed to have a match. Now we're here getting this all this stuff. Building up some point, we could kind of see this actually kind of come to fruition where... um Oh hey maybe maybe she, she, if if want to build up they they could have her when the women's world rumble and then that, that's in January have her, build her up a little more and then eventually have her a really crowning moment it'd be pretty darn cool to see Liv Morgan do a uh, thriving here in WWE Ruby Soho doing great over in AEW that'd be that'd be kind of nice you know,
1: why not they did a whole ass documentary earlier this year or was it late last year I don't even remember but they did a whole documentary about this woman and how It was actually, surprise, surprise, it was her dream to be a WWE superstar. And she took all the unconventional routes, and she did this and that. Why isn't she your women's champion? Why didn't you do anything when you had her main event, Raw, is coming out as the secret lover of Lana? All those people are gotten, well, Liv's there, Bobby's there, Bobby's a completely different Bobby, so it feels like he's gone. Yes. And, you know, Mira's the TNT champion on AEW, and uh, Lana's going to go on surreal life. It's it's so wild. It's so random. I think we're looking at the finals of the Queen's Crown tournament in these two. I think okay. if Liv wins, it sets up a feud with Charlotte. If Carmella wins, it's just a Queen gimmick. But Charmella. Yeah. Not Charmella, uh Carmella. Carmella's uh, Booker's wife. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You know, it works for me. Look, I don't, I don't know. You know,
0: I like the idea that, you know, that, that if I was sitting here today, I, I think it was a good option for the Queen's Crown tournament, you know, that among others. That, you know, because Ray, Ray, Ray Ripley won a title, Nikki ASH won a title. Uh, Naomi is an option. She's, she's getting squandered here. Admittedly, I'm, I kid you not. I took a bathroom break. I missed her segment with Sonny DeVille last night. So I don't even know what happened there. Can could, could you fill me in? Because I, uh, I guess. Yeah, uh, a little, I little can.
1: More. It's a damn chain, the damn bladder, cold. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Naomi finally does something I want to see Bianca Belair do, and gets mad and goes, "What the hell? Use me! I'm here." And yeah. Sonia's like, "Nah, it's not enough time on the show." And she's like, "I don't know what the hell you're treating me like this for, because I've been here longer than you." I've done more than you and you know like stop and she goes okay come to me next week and then they find her for insubordination
0: yep yep all right I, I that's kind of just like I going off what I happen to see we got people reacting on Twitter uh and I saw the insubordination, or insubordination but I wasn't quite sure I mean as next Chris pointing out here I would imagine. I mean, again, me being hopeful to a fault, this is leading to uh the culmination of them facing off in a match, for where this could be Sonya's return to the ring here. um You know, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, and on the flip side, having Naomi potentially join the bloodline, you know, I think there's obviously money there. We've talked about we've talked about that pretty much almost every week because uh, seeing her kind of get, um you know, if, if not misused, you know, as, at least kind of squandered here. You know, whereas. How we put her in the bloodline, and you know, especially let's say once the, I don't know, maybe maybe if the day, especially when the day comes that Bianca is the champion again, that's a very that'd be a very very good feud. Victor Nash pointing out that uh, Naomi is a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion, so she definitely deserves better than this. Talked about it earlier, Robert Robert Roode deserves so much better. He got thrown out there for a match with Rick Boogs, so uh, we have Rick Boogs out there. And uh once when, when Shitsuke and Nakamura won the IC title, I was like, all right, cool. I hopeful we'll hopefully hopefully fall, even though I know better. I'm like, maybe they'll actually you know have the, the title fe- the featured in Soil and it'll be it'll be fun.
1: Well to be fair, they did they will. They'll have the title featured next week.
0: Well, now Robert, we've seen Nakamura versus Cruz, I think Cruise I saw Cruise. seven times. On,
1: I feel bad because Cruz is a guy who was floundering,
0: right? And, and yeah, and I, I'll admit I'll Walk walk back my words. This gimmick is still fine. fine. You know, I thought mm-hmm. back in like March that we'd be it'd be on its last legs by right now, but he had a, he had a pretty fun line last night where uh, Aziz and Cruz attacked Boogs Nakamura after Boogs defeated Robert Rude, which is crazy. Rude being a former world champion. Um and then uh, Cruz uh, Cruz got a mic and said, So this is your king. And it was a clear black black panther reference. I thought that was pretty cool. Um and we will get a title match next week, but the problem is. We've seen this match. We've seen the face-off in tag team matches. I have I have no reason to believe that Cruz is going to win this match. Um, so my problem here, Robert, is that Nakamura won the title, and by and large, he's become Rick Bo- Rick Boogs' is hype man. Rick Boogs is manager, and like the focus more often than not is like is on what Rick Boogs is doing, and then they're dancing with with Pat McAfee, and that's fun. It's a fun time. Like this is the IC title.
1: Come on. They're very into we need some shiny new toys and I'm trying to shine up my new toys cause I need shiny new toys. Like they've we can talk about NXT real quick. These, you know, Rude's an NXT champion, Nakamura too. They just sort of like, no, no, you know, like everything's new. Here's Bronson Rex or Bron Breaker should be Rex Steiner, but whatever. Like it's fine. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just glad the IC title is getting defended because that's the one belt that shouldn't go by the wayside ever. I don't know how this belt goes by the wayside. You've built legacies off of this championship. How do you let it not get used?
0: I don't know. I really don't. It is one of the most prestigious titles in in wrestling. And then seeing it here, uh, just, again, wasted away and, and, you know, I is is great. I think that he, he can do so much more because he's very, very talented, but again, the only, really more for the not comes down to the booking. Neshker is asking when the, when was the last T last IC title match. I don't even remember. It was probably Nakamura facing Cruz. If, if, you know, if I, had, if I had to guess probably on some random, random episode of SmackDown. Um, but we, we've seen uh, Nakamura beat Cruz several times and one post match assault last night. doesn't make me think any, anything at all about the, uh, Cruises any or any change in Cruises odds of winning next week. So,
1: I think the last of, time I saw an icy title match was when Nakamura won the belt.
0: I, I have to feel like he's defended at least once on TV. I have to think that, you know, you I, have
1: to think that because you need it for your sanity. I, need, I need it you you to actually, be true,
0: Robert. I need it to Yeah, be true.
1: that's what I thought. <laughs> um,
0: man, and but I, it's just, but, uh, ironically, well, I was talking earlier about how the creative here, uh, Roman Reigns, they're doing so good with Roman Reigns, not so good with everything else. Uh, on the flip side, the' rest of the title getting wasted away. They're actually doing pretty, pretty darn nicely with it uh, with Damian Priest and the U.S. title over on Raw. Not perfect, but for for WWE uh, handling mid card titles fairly well. So it's possible to to book a mid card champion str- nicely, strongly, uh, successfully in WWE in 2021. But we're seeing this difference here. Is uh, it
1: like it, I guess you could say that it is, but. It's more just like, hey, they want to build priests because again, shiny new toy. Listen, they have the right idea. They're very much in the mindset of like, we need new guys. They have the right idea, but I don't know if they're executing it well.
0: I'm pre. It's working for priests, I will say, and a pretty you know quick turnaround. Priest has gone from kind of newcomer, he you know, came up with Bad Bunny, and then you know, he was gone for a couple of weeks, he was injured, and then he comes back and pretty quickly uh, turns around. Pins Drew McIntyre, wins the US title, has a very, very good run here, and it's still ongoing. Um, but, you know, the the formula is right there, and it works. when it's done, when it's done well, and, not, and unfortunately, I guess, in, in management eyes or, or in creative size, whoever it might be, Nakamura is not the, the new toy I guess now, like, as I said, now Rick Boogs, in a way, is the new toy in this scenario. So they're focusing on him, and you know, that's not good for the IC title. But well, we'll see the match next week. I'm sure it'll be a good match. That's never the problem. But again, more often than that, it's about the story or it's about the, the booking. So unfortunately, yeah, that is definitely one of the, the downsides here. One thing that I don't like, but I think it's just funny, is that Rey Mysterio's gimmick has become a helicopter parent that won't leave their kid alone. Because Dominic yeah. told Ray to stay in the back for his match with his, I think what his third match with Sami Zayn. We're getting into raw booking over here with the running of backseat, uh, you know, patterns. But uh, Dominic told Ray to stay in the back because he's been unable to defeat Sami and, and you know just wants to prove himself. And Ray comes out against Dominic's wishes and says, "No, no, son, don't worry. I'm not going to be managing you. I'll be over here on commentary, totally not involved." And then lo and behold, Dominic loses again. Uh, and Ray, not not such a proud papa uh, for Dominic losing that one again, um, dude.
1: Ray, why does it feel like they're turning Ray
0: heel? I can't imagine they would do that. Like I, the they, I mean, on paper, I could see like I could see ways one could do that. But it's Ray Mysterio, the one guy you can never turn. Well, like I would say. I'll, actually, I, I will say probably like even more than like a John Cena, the one guy you can never turn heel. I, I think, and Nesca's point, you this is probably built to a match of some sort between father and son. Have I've, I've long thought at some point Dominic will turn and say, Hey, I'm tired of being uh, in your shadow. We see these kinds of stories all the time. Uh, when you have you know a father son dynamic here, uh, I'm tired of being in the shadow. I want to prove myself, blah blah blah. Granted, I could see a father in the storyline saying, oh, like you're, you're pathetic. You're not, you're not opening up my legacy. Seeing, seeing Don lose over and over again, whatever. I there, there always one could do that, but it's Ray Mysterio. I, I can't imagine, um, uh, Ray Turner and curse saying that you could have, uh, say I'm tired of being your son. Oh my gosh. If they want to like, like a is with it. Um,
1: well, he's not his son. I just, that. <laughs> that's the, uh, ob- you know, they're going to go right there as soon as they do it. As soon as they do it you know they're going right there, and I'm not even your son,,
0: My like, gosh. oh man, I mean I feel we're we're definitely going there it's September now, I'm not sure how long they, how long they can draw this out how big of a match they think it is um in a old school way it feels like a, a match on paper it should be a WrestleMania match it's a father versus son if yeah non, I wins. would wait. Yeah, if, if they build up Dominic, if they draw it out, if they if they handle it right, it could be a very, very, uh, you know, good, good, you know, literal blood feud match in this case. Um, so I think th- there's definitely potential here, but now it feels like we were talking about them, you know, hot shotting that the bloodline New Day match. Now they're quickly kind of like maybe fast shotting this a little bit. So I don't know how much they can draw it out without it. Uh, then becoming a little you know, stale if they if they wait too long based on what we're seeing here. This, this feels like it's kind of picking up steam. Where based on what we've seen in the past, and you see this, and it likely is going to come to a head at some point soon. But uh, I don't know. Something that did come to a head last week. We saw Seth Rollins defeat Edge in a very very good match, and then uh, very or the show literally started last night with a video package kind of recapping that match and. Um, I think my, Michael Cole had said something like, "Oh, Seth Rollins, you know, has had this major shift in his psyche, and he's gonna he's gonna reveal it to us all tonight." And we had to wait a little bit, and Rollins comes out and basically says, "No, man, you know, I I didn't do anything wrong. It's the fans' fault. All you people, blah blah blah." Really, and like, but it, it, I will say the, the it was a pretty long promo. It didn't start off that great, but I, it wrapped up really really nicely. Where. Uh, Seth had said, you know, I can't live with myself because for one second last week, I felt sorry for you. And I, I just can't do that. So one way or another, I need to finish you. And he had a line like, I'm either going to come to your house and be up in front of your family, or you can come call him back here. Uh, and I tweeted about it during the show, but, uh, uh Seth had one night or well, sorry, he had one comment where he had said something like, you know, it felt like he was stomping on a cockroach, uh, when he, when he stomped edge last week. And I immediately am I'm like, I know when edge comes back, he's going to cut a promo is gonna say hey go exactly robert exactly they're Jesus gonna do Christ. it because that's what edge does he, edge has a wonderful <laughs> way of uh of, of tying things in like that of referencing history of making these things actually matter so i look forward to that day uh when edge does come back he's off tv again for now um for now for now Uh could he come back for Survivor Series? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe or, or maybe it, he. Did. Who knows? We're hot-shotting
1: things. Just hotshot it next week and have him at the pay per view. I mean,
0: I can't imagine that. Again, it feels like he's in the. We're a while.
1: hot-shotting things. Well, that's there's no. a difference.
0: When you hotshot things, like you know, they literally wrote him off the show. I'd be that. I'd, that would be a little, little far for me. But uh, to backtrack a little bit from the show, and even figure giving us an all caps message saying, "Can we talk about how Becky steals the show with her outfits?" I. Okay. Well,
1: we You're did. Like, I I mentioned that I love I love the Austin Powers. Like I don't know why that that just where I'm going with it. That's the vibe it gives. No, that, me. It, it, that was.
0: was the vibe, Robert. But I I I liked the fur coat last week. I think some of these outfits have been pretty darn fun. Rollins wore a suit tonight, kind of um uh, to to up the ante from Becky Lynch wearing this like tinfoil like silver suit where Becky Lynch had the Austin Powers get up at these ridiculous sunglasses. Um. I which don't married, know because they don't want to work together on TV. They've been very. But they so clearly are playing off each other, and, like right. and their characters are like hand in hand like that, which is interesting. But um, I don't know. Like it's come on, man. It's like it's Becky Lynch. Something about this still isn't quite working for me. Just because we're backtracking a little bit, talking about it. Like she, I don't know. It's just like this 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 heel character. Like it, she feels like a babyface to me. Because nobody wants to
1: boo the biggest baby face in the room. And they yeah. think that, you know, I, You know, remember how Becky got over? Nia punched her in the face and she got mad. you think that it, maybe uh, we want to get Bianca more over than Becky. Let's have her get mad. Like, do something. It's all yeah. it's about.
0: And then in this case, everyone's saying, uh, I will never boo Becky. I agree. You got to make well, her, you, you got to go. at least try and like have her do something that makes me want to boo her. I mean, at this point, like, some of these promos haven't been great and that's not making me like boo or it's making me it's making me feel like i don't like where like how this is being executed like i don't like this this new character for it or the way it's being handled um and again i think there's there's a lot of potential here where if you get if you have Bianca get mad and like really like kind of delve deeper into the story i think there's a lot lot of potential but so from what we've seen so far yeah as, as iridian saying like Becky, and you're saying nobody wants to boo Becky. No, but like, she's just, that's the way it is. And, and, and until they kind of figure a way around that, and again, part of that might be having Bianca be even more of this, uh, sympath- in a literal sense, sympathetic, like relatable baby phase of like, she's actually getting mad and saying people saying, wow, this this woman, like, had her title stolen from her and now she didn't get mad. And, and I want to see her beat Becky up for doing that. Like, they value do something because otherwise, like, again, it's weird, not even a month into this heel Becky Lynch kind of thing. Uh, and I'm like, I don't, it's not, quite, it's not quite clicking and I'm trying to be patient, but I don't know. Chris pointing out they could kind of along that same, same vein. Uh, they could have had Becky attach to Bianca's family last night. Bianca's family, of course, was a ringside for the homecoming thing. I mean, I I would say at the very least, maybe they could have had Becky cut a promo. Or if something. you're Randy
1: Orton, I don't want you, unless, unless you're Randy Orton, I don't want you attacking anybody's family. Randy Orton does that pretty well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Becky, but again, Becky shouldn't be a
0: heel. Like you know, it. and again, I feel like there's they could have it be this gray area, like, like with Charlotte Flair, where it's like, she's not a heel, she's not a face, she's Becky Lynch, and then you can kind of lean more in a certain direction as the as the situation calls for it. But now they're clearly trying to you know, establish her as this heel, and, and it feels. Uh, Ingenuine to me or it's like it's, it feels put on and I I, I know it's wrestling, right Robert. I like I know that it, the, their character is I wasn't
1: like, gonna I wasn't gonna correct you. It does feel put on. You know.
0: Um I don't know, man. I it's because I having Becky back is great. She's obviously got the star power. Everybody, and the problem, almost the problem is everybody loves Becky. So then you bring her back uh, immediately as a heel. And it's just like something's not quite clicking. And then like Nesca is saying, uh, to put a little bow on it. Uh, heel Becky doesn't work like many others. Like where you've got plenty of other talented heels. And, and we see people come back into heels. No, heel
1: Becky doesn't work like many other things that WWE does right now.
0: Uh, like right, I'm sorry. It's it true.
1: Well, no, I'm assuming that uh, yeah. that's what I would mean if I said that. Because honestly, it doesn't. None of this works.
0: Bump <laughs> <Mom>, bump. <mom. laughs> oh, man. I'm, try- I'm trying to be hopeful, but Robert being the realist. Look, but look I mean,
1: out. I love Big E Langston. That's cool. Everything Roman Reigns does, fantastic. The rest of it, not so much. Uh, shout out to the Street Profits, though. They're, they cut a good promo. I yeah. want them in a ladder match at Extreme Rules. I doubt they give me that, but
0: that's so what I would do they should that's that's one easy way uh, and i, I completely overlook that throw that throw that we're they're, they're there to confirm the match that's definitely a match you can easily throw a on for the purposes of extreme rules so hopefully we get that hopefully we do get some situations next week but otherwise here that just about wraps up a fairly unevent not again i not quite uneventful but a little bit of a meh episode of smackdown where so you come off of you know the, the madison square garden show everyone's feeling great about smackdown you follow up with this, it's like, all right, well. <laughs> uh, so for me, it was D. Yeah, next saying it was decent. Uh, and I would agree. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed a lot, good chunks of it, but definitely felt like a step back from what we saw last Imagine week. Imagine so, a
1: one-hour show that's just the Roman Reigns storyline. Hook good it show. to my
0: veins, Robert. That's what I want. Like, uh, give it all this stuff. Give me veins every week. Like, that's it.
1: Because it. it's like, oh, well... well there's all these other great people. Yes, there are. But right now, I'd really feel better if the show was just a one-hour show about Roman Reigns, because he's the best thing on the show.
0: It turned it into a literal soap opera and or slash drama slash action. You know, like show. a Better
1: Call Saul, with like, Heyman, Reigns, and Lesnar. I could, I could enjoy that.
0: I would love that. Like if, if if WWE wants to be this content creation company, as we know that you know that seems to be the case. Give Roman his own show. Give, 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 just call it the Roman Reigns show. Have, have you know what? I, do I don't
1: love this comment. How about three hours for SmackDown? No. I think,
0: I th- okay, I'm going to you know, assume. I think she means, you know, SmackDown has the advantage, and she's saying, like, think about if SmackDown was three hours because it's so easy to, you know, crap on Raw. And granted, there's, there's a lot of stuff to crap on for good reason. But part, as you, you said yourself earlier in the show, part of the problem is it's three hours. Sometimes even on a good, even on a good episode of Raw, hour and a half in nine thirty for me Eastern Time, nine thirty rolls around. Even if it's a good show, I'm like, my gosh! Still got an hour and a half, and then for me, I'm gonna, I'm there on the Raw Show podcast. So I got down my mind. I'm like, man, I. Get, and like, if it's not a good show, I'm like, oh, jeez. Well, do you know down, how much I hours. would
1: pop if Raw was just like we're doing eight to ten? Like that'd be great. Do
0: it, do, do it, do, do I do so it. badly want them to do that, Robert. That's,
1: so, yeah, no three hours for SmackDown. I think SmackDown works better because it's the shorter
0: show. Yeah. And to me, like, even on not like last night, when it's not this great episode, two, two hours, you're in, you're out. You give half hour to Roman Reigns entrance, Roman Reigns promo, and a tie team match. Hard to really complain all that much when, you know, quite literally a quarter of the show uh, is devoted to the best part of it. So no complaints there. Even for this decent, I think decent's the word of the day here, decent episode of SmackDown, I'll give it like a 6.8, and like 6.7 of that is pretty much the Roman Reigns stuff, um, as is usually the case for me when I'm rating SmackDown here. Um, then there's, there's other things to like as well. But yeah, uh, definitely definitely a step back from last week. If you had to rate it, Robert, out of 10, what would you give it? Six and a half. I was trying to be generous, it, but that was that was like roughly my first. Yeah, that's still thing.
1: generous. Like you gotta remember, six is more than half. We're yeah. not saying it's like it's a three show, right. I Hate it, you know.
0: No, six point five still pretty good for SmackDown. Uh over on the raw side of things on, on Conquer Nights, you can get pretty darn low. So 6.5 is nothing to get too upset about here. So as we talked about earlier, you know, next week will be the go home for for extreme rules so we we'll would here to talk about that on saturday then obviously we'll be back for extreme rules coverage on sunday i'll be covering that with news and also post-show podcast for that one john clark will be there in person so we'll have to figure that one out john clark our boots on the ground all over the place at multiple shows uh, god, god bless john clark john clark <laughs> has a great life <laughs> uh, it's awesome um but otherwise, here yeah, John will be here. John will be here on uh, this coming Monday to talk about whatever does happen in in the the Roman Reigns and the Bloodline versus the New Day match. there, as Victor Nash reminding us about. Um, so they've got that to look forward to on Monday. Then John, John, what? John will be back here on Tuesday to talk about the odd creature that is NXT 2.0. And then you gotta get
1: that 2.0 in there. You should yeah. be calling Tessier here 2.0. He should be John Clark 2.0. Everything now is 2.0.
0: Yeah. They they played a commercial last night for this NXT 2.0, and it was the it, first like actual commercial for the for the revamp show. I'm like, not loving it. It not feels it.
1: like they want to be cool. Like if they're like, it feels very Nickelodeon. Like, yes. oh, this is cool, kids. Yeah,
0: it's bad. It's bad. It Which ironic because
1: NXT was the cool
0: brand. I Loved NXT the literally way it was.
1: a year ago. I get that AEW took away. Some of that luster, but that's okay. You don't just throw the baby out with bathwater. You just, you don't, you don't do that. Like
0: shame man i but hey but john and i we're gonna do our best to be hopeful about the the prospects of nxt here going with nxt 2.0 going forward we will here to talk about it on tuesday otherwise the the diamond dudes of rampage dominic and marcus will be here saturday night to talk about all things in the world of aew aew make sure to tune in for that otherwise we have a great stream of interviews it's constantly coming at you guys bill pritchard was in interviewed nitro girl shea i believe Correctly. Yes. I also intervie- he also interviewed uh Paul White and St. Punk recently. I interviewed former WWE star fan Dangle yesterday. That'll be dropping on the channel uh this coming week. So make sure you keep an eye out for that one. Very excited about that. And otherwise, you know, all these things and more are available on our stream- streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube uh, podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So Robert, well, with all that in mind, with with SmackDown being decent, with NXT 2.0 being <laughs> something else, um I'll All say this.
1: Things- I'm, the, I'm not on the NXT show with you. I liked it. I liked it. I did. Here's the problem. You called it NXT. Call it anything else, and it's a good show. It's yeah. a fine show. I get what you're doing. You want to just new stars, new stars, new stars. They're bland as hell with the exception of one, and you gave him a bad name, but I get what you're doing.
0: For me, this this audience of one, Give me a Roman Reigns show, one-hour show. Just oh, but how do you feel about
1: the new Mandy Rose? I mean, she's, my God. She's a brunette now. Oh, my gosh. God. College, she's
0: a brunette now. Someone tweeted about it. She's she a whole different
1: a, world. Like
0: Someone someone tweeted, and they're like, oh, she's a brunette now. Therefore, she's a heel. And I'm like, me, a brunette? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got to dye my hair.
1: I, I mean, my God, I understand what Aladdin was thinking about now when he said a whole new world. She's a brunette now. This changes everything
0: absolutely everything but if i if i have my brothers give me a roman reigns show give me an index show one hour each i'll be happy uh, i can ride off on give me the
1: give me the new day variety hour uh, every day. So was, for was, an you, hour new day, on wrong like, monday new uh, day on monday monday index to on
0: tuesday and roman reigns on friday that is the key to all the problems here. but that. not as
1: wrestling shows as like straight up <laughs> right. sketch shows and variety <laughs> and, and dramas and variety shows
0: Sometimes, whenever, I feel like we're not all that far removed from that in all accepted degree. But regardless, regardless, uh, even if they don't do that, even though I would enjoy those, which I, we try to do one thing above all others here um, at WrestleSlam.
1: That's right. We that try is. to
0: enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.